0: My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop mypatriotsupply.com today. Mypatriotsupply.com.
1: Did I get here? Huh? Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is, How Did I Get Here? Also known as... uh, For those of you who are not familiar with what our show is, I just want to go over the guidelines real quick. How Did I Get Here is where we live our best lives on the internet and come out the other side knowing more, but not feeling all that much smarter. Now, what does that mean, Alexa?
2: I'm on the spot now. Okay, Uh, let me analyze this. It means you gain some knowledge, but not a lot.
1: Exactly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review Also check out our videos on youtube.com slash Dive Studios And subscribe with notifications on Jumping on into the meat of today The question that Diane has been pondering (laughs) all week
2: Take responsibility, Jay
1: What are the benefits?
2: We are a we At this point, (laughs) we are a we
3: We have been pondering What are the benefits
1: of bilingualism? Ah, okay. Let's talk about it. We are both. I am bilingual. You are
2: basically bilingual, yeah. Aren't you trilingual? Um, I mean, I don't think I know enough Spanish to say I'm trilingual. Oh,
1: really? I yeah. thought your Spanish was really good because you always made fun of my Spanish, like you were really good at Spanish. I,
2: mean, I think I'm at least here. Well, you're like here, so it's not much of a like difference. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. But eh.
1: are you able to conversate in Spanish?
2: Like minimalistically. Minimalistically.
1: But like I've seen you, I've heard you speak Spanish. You're like pretty pretty decent.
2: I want to be better though. but Oh
1: really? Yeah. Okay. The first time I came to Dive Studios and I was on Eric's show... He's, he found out that I was born in Argentina. Mm-hmm. He was like, Un porquito? And I was like, What? <laughs> he was like, So you don't speak Spanish? And I was like, What? <laughs>
2: Despacito, ladies and gents. Check out their cover on Zany TV. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Can we plug it in?
2: Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> plug my company. Plug you.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's talk about it. Okay. So what languages do you speak then?
2: Uh, English is my first language. And now I speak Korean. I had Spanish from when I was little all the way till I was like 11. It was like a mandatory class in my school.
1: Whoa. Yeah. I failed Spanish. Great. <laughs> Spanish was so hard. Really? Yeah, but it, it's crazy that it was so hard because my parents, they used to work in Argentina. And my sister is trilingual. She speaks fluent Spanish. Ooh. So when they're talking smack about me in front of me, it. they're always speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. So that's why I learned how to nunchi in life. How
2: to nunchi <laughs> in life. <laughs> yeah. Ay, pobrecito, mi hijo. Ay, pobrecito. No,
1: maybe that's what he was saying. Ay, pobrecito. <laughs> You know, in order to debut mm-hmm. in JYP, there used to be a lot of standards. You used to have to have certification mm-hmm. in at least one foreign language. Oh, okay. And you have to have passed kibonamu. Mm. I was in okay. dancing class for three months, and then they, they came to me one day and they were like, We think that's enough.
2: <laughs> the, the, we think the, you're good. That y'all have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we think okay. you're good. Okay.
1: So, what languages is you speak Spanish somewhat? Somewhat, yeah. You speak some Chinese, some. Mandarin, mm-hmm. and you speak English, mm-hmm. sort of.
2: Yeah, I, I sort swear of speaking. It's just like cyber tech, That's it. Like a little bit of English.
1: Okay, and you're also really hip too. So you kind of speak like the slang. It's.
2: I mean, I, if you count that as a language, and yeah, the language of the internet, so to say, then yeah,
1: it's that's a legitimate language nowadays. Okay, well,
2: I'll take it. I'll take it. So.
1: Like I've come to an age where I've realized that I can't keep up with young people anymore. It's really hard.
2: Okay.
1: And I agree. I'm on the same boat as Eric. We're getting older. And we do end up becoming a little bit cringy. Because we can't keep up with the times.
3: Every I time- like how you're just throwing Eric under the bus. <laughs> I mean… Guys… Let's… let's <laughs> Come on.
1: <laughs> so me and Eric… You know what's interesting though? Tableau is not cringy. Tableau is not cringy. But he's older than both of us.
3: Yeah. He, he, he's going to turn 40 this year. Really? International age 40.
1: Anyway. Uh, so yeah. We've come to an age… And every time I meet you… I learn mm-hmm. these new words… And I learned all these new expressions. Mm-hmm. Like what's hip for the youngins these days?
2: That's the thing. See, I'm stuck in like what was hip in like 2015. And that's kind of where I stopped. Because <laughs> the thing is like, you know like how nowadays there's like different trends going on. Especially yeah. like on TikTok and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not like hip to the hop with what's going on with the kids. See, I still say things like that. I'm like, I don't know what's like… I how people you know,
1: from like the 1990s? Young people
2: get like… I, don't, I literally say funky fresh still. Like I say groovy. I say tubular. Like, I, like, I'm I like groovy. I am stuck with that stuff back then.
1: You weren't even born when Tubular was popular.
3: I know. I say gnarly still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People… California people, like, gnarly. Gnarly. Yeah. California
2: people say gnarly. California
1: people say gnarly.
2: But I'm not a California person. So. When did
1: you come to Korea? This is interesting. <laughs>
2: Alright. So like… When did it, like move here? Like, When was the first time I came here?
1: Mm. Or like… Let's talk about the whole process. How did Alexa mm. debut in Korea? As an artist.
2: Yeah. So that's kind of a long story. But I'll try to condense it down into little segments of time here. So before all of this started, like I was a K-pop fan starting way back in like 2008. And so uh, like my senior year of high school, I did like dance covers and everything on social media. Mm. And through that, I participated in this online contest called Rising Legends. Which was held between this one website, Soompi.
1: Oh, I remember that. Yeah.
2: It was between Soompi and like each year was a different company. So I participated both years. I won the dance categories in both years. But the second competition, oh. uh, I got the most overall votes. So I got a chance to come to Korea in 2017. Mm. I filmed a mini reality series with JRE. Oh with Dre. Yeah. And then mm. through that, my current ce- uh, CEO… CEO. <laughs> I wanted to say Taepjeon but also CEO. So it came out… Hey, CEO. CEO found me through that and then they signed me. And then I started doing auditions for that program in January 2018.
1: And oh, yeah that's
2: kind of how that started
1: And then you were training You had your right, training period right. And then you debuted Yes What was that training period like? It must have been hard
2: Yeah so for um, several months I had vocal training I had dance training Not only like just me learning covers and everything For like weekly evaluation But I also studied like uh, dancehall style And Afrobeats style dancing Oh, Which is a very diverse style that's not commonly seen here. So it was really interesting and a very fun opportunity to train that way. So yeah.
1: Interesting. I don't know anything about dancing. So I have a couple questions. Though. Mm. So is training in a different genre of dancing kind of like training in a different genre of vocals?
2: Yeah. I mean like it's because like… Uh, let's see how I put this. If you're doing jazz dance for example. And then you're going to go straight into something like dance or afro beats. It's like taking a pop singer and trying to teach him how to sing opera. Oh. It's like just like how for a singer like their throat is like their instrument for a dancer your body's your instrument.
1: Oh, like the groove and like the innate way they mm-hmm. do their movements.
2: Placements very important grounding like.
1: Oh. Yeah. What's your forte?
2: My forte? That's like, I don't know what my forte is cuz like when I was a kid up until I was 14 I did ballet.
1: 현대무용. Mm. Interesting.
2: Yeah. And, and then
1: you moved on to I did like contemporary. Uh,
2: I didn't really touch much on contemporary, but like I did like tap when I was younger. I did hip hop, I did jazz, and then I did like the dance team at my school was competitive dance team.
1: Mm. Yeah. How did you end up doing like these hardcore, like choreo popping? Like,
2: ah, yeah, that, um, who decided
1: that? That's interesting.
2: Uh, the company, thank goodness. And because, you know, I also, I'm grateful that I get to contribute a say in what we do for like our concepts and whatnot. Mm. I really like hard-hitting stuff. Mm. And so our company and myself thought it would be a good idea to like go forward with this kind of like... Hard concept for Mm. a female debut. So yeah.
1: Oh interesting. So like do you guys get in a meeting together then?
2: Yeah we have meetings together for these things.
1: Whoa! Okay so going back to another topic that we were talking about before. You are stuck in 2015. Yeah. What's the year that you came to Korea?
2: 2018.
1: Wait, why are you stuck in 2015
2: then I don't know my brain's just stuck there. <laughs>
1: okay, I was gonna make a point but that just ruined everything. Well what
2: were you gonna say?
1: I am stuck in 2010
2: mm-hmm.
1: to like 2012 2012 to like 2013 14-ish
2: Uh-huh
1: because of America right and that happened with my parents as well. See everyone's like, why are you so cringy? Why are your dates so why are your jokes so outdated? Because my jokes are all still from 2012 and 2013 and what mm. was popping then. Now, why does this phenomenon occur? Let me go to another example. My parents. My parents went to America or they started moving in the late 80s to early 90s, mm-hmm. right? You get, when they came back to Korea, there was a big cultural shift that had happened that they weren't aware of. Why? Because they're still stuck in the time period and all their memories and cultural knowledge mm-hmm. of how things are supposed to be are stuck in that time frame. That Once sense. you leave a place, it gets really hard to go back. And that's why you have a shift period about a year to two years after you leave that you could stay hip with the current modern culture. But then after that, you kind of just lose touch with everybody. and Stop talking to people. Let's get into the topic mm. of today. The first point. And once again, our question was, what are the benefits of bilingualism? In case you forgot, in that long ramble of information. First point. Bilingualism as a life experience, what we're learning about the lasting cognitive effects of speaking two languages. Hmm. And this is from harvard.edu. Ooh,
2: Harvard.
1: Harvard. I may not understand this article. Can you read this?
2: Sure. Where do I start?
1: Um… How about I read it and then you help dissect it?
2: Okay sure. Or if there's word you don't know, I will tell you.
1: <laughs> yes. What's a manzana?
2: <laughs> Ladies and gents, it says apple on the card. There's even a little drawing <laughs> of the apple. Wait, wait, wait like, wait. what's a manzana? It's manzana.
1: It's Oh it's Spanish? Manzana. Manzana.
2: Lemon? Melon?
1: Oh with the little line thing? It's just fruits. Okay. Fruitas. Why is that here? That's not real. Oh okay. <laughs> I got it! <laughs> What do we know about bilingualism? Much of what we once thought we knew, that speaking two languages is confusing for children that it poses cognitive challenges best avoided, is now known to be inaccurate. Completely 100% agree. Today, bilingualism is often seen as a brain-sharpening benefit, a condition that can protect and preserve cognitive function well into old age. Summary.
2: Um Basically, being bilingual is good for you. It helps keep your brain active into old age. Because as soon as your brain starts dying on you, your body's going to start dying down on you. Keep your brain active.
1: Bilingualism and executive function. As bilingual children toggle between two languages, they use cognitive resources beyond those required for simple… Simple? (laughs) Simple simple language (laughs) acquisition. Example. Luke writes in a forthcoming edition of the Cambridge Encyclopedia of Child Development. Just kidding. Wasn't an example. So what this is saying is that a bilingual child has to constantly tap into his cognitive resources. What are cognitive resources?
2: Cognitive resources are resources that are cognitive. <laughs> that
1: was what I was going to say. They tap into the brain and keep having to use these brain functions which keep them ready and mm-hmm. sharpened and alive. I
3: think it's a, a lot of it is social cue. Mm. Like being much more aware of who they're talking to. Social cues. Like little kids when they're uh, bilingual multilingual. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start figuring out who they're talking to. What language that person speaks. So they'll… You know… I don't know if code switching is the correct word. But mm. they adjust. Like So you learn how to adjust to certain people mm-hmm. in the way you speak to them. Which is probably a skill that is better developed from being multilingual. Adaptation. Yeah. You're adapting. Adaptation. You're being like… When I talk to mom… I speak right. in Korean. Mm-hmm. But right. when I speak to my teacher at school… I speak English. And it's just like… You know… So ch- as you said, social nunchi or whatever. Social nunshi. Yeah, of like being aware of who you're speaking to and what the best way to communicate with that person right. is.
1: Right. So what you're saying is bilingualism or speaking more than one language eventually leads to you having better social cues.
3: Yeah, I, I think it helps for sure at, at an earlier age. Yeah. Interesting. Being more aware.
1: That makes Korean. me wonder, what would I have been without Korean? My My social cues are a mess already. (laughs) So like, if I didn't speak Korean, it'd be even worse. Can't even fathom.
3: Yeah, let's just be thankful for your life then. Thank
1: you, mom. Because you
2: grew up speaking Korean, right? I did. Um. It was
1: kind of like one of those things where like… I think all Korean kids in South California, Southern California… They go to church for a Korean class. Hmm. And when you go to church, everyone speaks Korean… Except the kids who only speak English and on Saturdays you go to Korean school and you feel me? Yeah. Oh, it's just it's just a thing.
2: That's a whole other world. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: Where did you grow up?
2: I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
1: Let's talk about it. Hold up. <sighs> that's so interesting. Thanks. What's what's different from Southern California in there? So I will say Southern California usually you know, I think it's like all of the cities when you're boy you kicking with friends, you go to the mall, mm-hmm. you go you go to the beach a lot, bonfires happen a lot. <laughs> Um what's another thing that's specific to l a uh
3: well i I'm not as much Southern California. I was mostly in Northern California, Barrio. but if it was like for Korean friends, most of my Korean friends were church friends mm. and it would be like <laughs> it'd be like boba runs. <laughs>
1: Boba you get in one thing. person's
3: Honda Civic and then you go to a boba run.
1: <laughs> I remember that. Oh so how was Oklahoma—how was it different from LA, you think?
2: I mean, because I've been to LA like once or twice. But like, you know, not enough to like, you know, absorb the city really. But I mean, right. it's certainly bigger than Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like Tulsa is like one of the bigger cities in the States. But mm. I think like maybe like—I don't know how many Tulsa's could fit inside LA. Like mm. it's still a small city. And like, you know, we, know we, we go to the mall too to hang. We do that. But there's no beach. It's a landlocked state. Uh, We have some rivers. We have some like ponds. You know, fishing's a thing. Like, think of like the stereotypical country aspect, but tone it down a bit. That's what Tulsa's like. Mm. Like, there's like, you go on the highway, you see cows, you see horses, you see farmland.
1: That's so cool.
2: Really? Did you have a horse? No, but I've ridden horses before.
1: Is that like a is that like a normal activity that you guys do horseback riding?
2: Um I mean I guess when you're a kid I mean some people like some kids I knew growing up like their families had horses and ranches and stuff so like Oh, it's We would like have like parties and like ride horses <laughs> and stuff like that. But You guys have
1: horse riding parties?
2: Yeah, occasionally and like different like I mean
1: That is so this interesting. This one church
2: camp I went to there was like a trail like a horse trail thing that we would do sometimes as kids. So.
1: Oh, like a pony trail?
2: Yeah, but like actual like horses, horses Isn't though like dangerous. big old horses. I don't know. I like horses. They're cool. Oh,
1: the bane of my existence.
2: Oh, you don't like horses. My that- number
1: two allergy is horses. <laughs> what? Really? I How? can. I my allergies pick them up from a mile away.
2: Really? <laughs> you can sniff them out literally. I
1: literally sniff their hairs floating through the wind.
2: I did not know J of Day Six was allergic to horses.
1: Why did you have to specify that with Jay
2: of Day <laughs> Six? For that? I have a music video idea right now.
3: Let's go to Jeju. <laughs> Um, my, my best friend, one of my best friends, he's from Norman, Oklahoma. Really? And he loves horses. And we, we went to Jeju-do together mm. for a trip. And we saw horses. And he like leaned half his body out. And he was like, horses! <laughs> <laughs> <That> was
1: so <laughs> so there's horses in Jeju-do
3: though. I didn't know that. Yeah, there are. Mm. There's places to ride horses in Jeju. And yeah, um, right. other parts in Korea
2: too. Yeah. Check
3: it out. But, um and then… Uh, What was like the
2: Korean community
3: Mm. like in Oklahoma?
2: Well, uh, there really wasn't one that I knew of. There there might have been one, but the thing Mm. is I didn't really know many Korean people. Like Mm. my mom and these two kids in school were the only Korean people I knew growing up. Mm. And as it is my mom didn't speak Korean. So we weren't very much involved in that kind of community. Mm. But there really weren't many Korean people. Granted like my family moved to Dallas now. And there's a big Korean community down in Dallas, Texas. But in Tulsa, Oklahoma there's like nobody. So it's kind of hard to realize who I was and be in touch with that at a young age. So,
1: Wait if you weren't hanging out with Koreans though how did you segue into K-pop?
2: My best friend we were in Chinese class together and she… Okay, so this is kind of long story short. But our teacher said, do a project over Chinese pop culture. Mm. And my best friend was like, have you heard of this guy named Henry from Super Junior? And I was like, uh, what? And so she introduced me to Super Junior through the Chinese member. Mm. And then that kind of got me into K-pop and all that jazz.
1: Whoa, so, who was your first stan group?
2: My first stan group? <sighs> I mean, granted, my friend introduced me through Super Junior. But Shiny was my first group that I liked.
1: I think that was my first like… Oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. Just kidding. Yeah, I really like Shiny as well. It
2: was your first stand? No, because I like
1: God and JYP.
2: Oh okay, JYP. Interesting. Okay,
1: yeah. But uh, yeah, oh, I like God and JYP. And then, like after I got a little bit older, mm-hmm. and the first influence, the first group that I really began to listen to, that wasn't influenced by my sister,
2: mm-hmm.
1: was Shiny as well. I really liked their music.
2: Hmm. Mm.
1: Very nice. Didn't we also talk about how you used to have like a big creek in the backyard?
2: Yeah. So I had like a creek in my backyard. That's a really common thing. And your parents would trap like
1: squirrels and stuff? (laughs)
2: That's so no. cool for me. It's so fascinating. I mean, no. But granted, there were a lot of squirrels in the area. So my mom would build like cages around her garden. <laughs> so that like squirrels couldn't get in. Because my mom has a what garden. Was. Yeah. My mom has a green thumb. Like she can grow anything. So we had these really big gardens in our backyard. But she built cages with chicken wire over everything. So that, you know, squirrels couldn't get in and steal our food. Resourceful. Love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, let's go back to the topic. We, we went away from a little bit.
2: Bilingualism.
1: Bilingualism, coming back. Uh, bilingualism and the aging brain. So, obviously, we're talking about how it's better for your cognitive skills as you age older mm-hmm. and as you grow because they seem to dim and fade. But Luke and her researchers are looking at the neuroscience of bilingualism, at how bilingualism may affect the physical structure of the brain in its different regions. Hmm. Wow. So, what they found so far was that older adults who are lifelong bilinguals have more white matter in their frontal lobes. What is white matter?
2: Matter that is white.
1: Gotcha. Yes. Lifelong bilinguals have more white matter in their frontal lobes than monolinguals. In that their temporal lobes are better preserved. Temporal lobes, they're saying, in quotations, this is important to language function. Mm-hmm. And the frontal lobe is important to executive function. What's mm-hmm. executive function? Like executive decisions?
2: I would assume that's what it means.
1: Like, yes, I'm going to go to school today.
2: Yes, I would
3: assume that's what that means. Gotcha. Um, white white matter is the part of the brain that's connected to nerves.
2: Ah, oh, right, duh. It's
1: oh, system, right?
3: so half your brain is made up of white matter, and the other half is made up of gray, gray matter. matter. Yeah, right.
1: So motor skills, kind of.
3: Yes. So, like nerve function. So gray matter is the nerve cells, and then white matter is kind of like what connects everything together. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I still do not understand.
2: It's what transmits the signals between everything. Explain. <laughs> okay, so neurotransmitters, you know, they go through like the synapse and everything and then Explain in English. <sighs> Your brain does a thing. Yeah? Gotcha. Yeah, he got it. Okay. Okay.
1: The results support that other evidence that persists bilingual experience shape brain functions and structures. A growing body of evidence suggests that lifelong bilingualism is associated with a delayed diagnosis of dementia. True. Like we were saying. Mm-hmm. It keeps cognitive skills sharp. Therefore, keeping your brain functions sharp. Not giving yes. them the time or, or the space to really wither away. Mm. atrophy, Right. In 2015, a paper She and her colleagues began to look at the functional brain networks in monolinguals and bilingual older adults. The findings support the idea that a language experience begun in childhood and continued throughout adulthood influences brain networks in ways that may provide benefits far later in life. Hmm. So it's beneficial to be bilingual. Contrary… You know, I think we have mentioned it before. But before these kinds of… This kind of research was done. Mm -hmm. They used to say that being bilingual is actually bad for your brain. Really? Yeah. Because it makes you think… It makes you confused. That's what they used to say.
2: But like even monolinguals can be confused. I was confused when I just spoke English. So I mean… True.
1: Wait. Let's let's look at this. Let's look this up. Who
2: are they and why do they say this?
1: This was like common knowledge.
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't think so but…
1: How where? people used to think bilingual… Cool. Is that right? <laughs> you
2: spelled it right. Yeah. There's no little red quickly.
1: Autocorrect has ruined us. Yeah. Autocorrect is… How people used to think that bilingualism was bad.
2: I was going to say it was detrimental to the brain. but Wow.
1: Could have been that. Look, 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 look. For decades, some psychologists have claimed that bilinguals have better mental control. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's the to, that's to what you're Wait, just saying, what? but… Since the 1960s— Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. There used to be people that wrote that. Oh, okay. Here it is. Here it is. People believed that if children grew up with two languages rattling around their heads, they would become so confused that their intellectual and spiritual growth would not thereby be doubled but halved. Hmm. This was written by a professor in 1890.
2: 1890. That's a while ago.
1: Yes. Yes. But the use of foreign language in the home is one of the chief factors in producing mental illness. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And then recently, since the 1960s, studies have shown that being bilingual is actually fruitful. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Interesting. Would you, Would you, you guys think? agree with that? I'd agree. Bilingual is, being bilingual is definitely a beneficial thing for the brain.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I, I kind of have trouble sometimes. Because I, I do get their sentiment from… The earlier studies. Being
2: confused and whatnot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I do get really confused. Let me clarify. I don't <laughs> think it's good for social your social interaction to be bilingual if you're half adequate at one language.
2: If you're a Jay,
1: Exactly. You know what my problem is? My problem is my Korean sounds good but it's not actually good. So I, I go that. to like a radio. That. Yeah. Like right when I debuted, I would go to a radio… And they'd be like, oh, that's Jay. Because you know, you don't go and you're just like, hi, I'm Jay, the foreigner from America that doesn't speak good Korean. You're just like, they're Jay. I'm Jay. Mm. And then they would ask me these really hard questions. And then in perfect pronunciation, I'd be saying really weird things. And they'd be like, yeah, boy, Like, it's weird. You know? Mm-hmm. And then my members would have to somehow explain that my pronunciation is just good. But they wouldn't believe it. So it just become this really awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a lot of those moments when I debuted. That's why I stopped talking on Korean programs a lot.
2: Yeah, have it here first, ladies and gents. That's My yes. day does not talk.
1: Have you been on any Korean programs yet?
2: I have not. I mean, I've had some interviews and like recently for this one music show I did, there was like a brief like uh gear like interview thing that happened, but like other than that, I Ooh. haven't really had like any exposure, so to say, but
1: how was how was the gear interview?
2: It was good. It was simple, it was it was just good. Yeah. I'm so
1: curious. Um how's your Korean though?
2: I mean it's not bad, but don't put me on the spot. I'm shy. <laughs>
1: Okay. All right. We'll pass. We'll pass. We'll pass. But what happens when you have to go to like… There's like shows. Mm. Like music programs where mm-hmm. you have to go on stage and like do the tabones, Yeah. And memorize them and be like, like, And all that stuff.
2: <laughs> I'm not there yet. But when we, as long as there's like a table, I'm fine.
1: Really? You just yeah. memorize everything? Mm. Dude, I can't memorize that stuff for the life of me. Really? I really… I, my memorization skills are terrible. I'm a goldfish. I don't remember anything.
2: Yeah, memorizing things is not super difficult for me. For like as long as there's like a table for something, I'm fine.
1: What's your IQ? Uh,
2: it actually, actually's not that far from Genius actually.
1: What's your
2: IQ? That's, like, I don't remember what it was. But I remember my parents <laughs> told me it's maybe like… This thing, I remember my, my parents told me my IQ is like not too shy of Genius. So that's a thing. Which is Wait. really weird. Wait. But, and then my brother has a higher IQ than I do. Ooh. But,
1: Sorry, going off topic but I'm curious. Over 140. Oh, you're so you might be near one, so 150 area maybe?
2: I don't remember what it is though.
1: Oh, oh I thought I was really smart.
2: <laughs> What's your IQ? Like
1: 120 something. But I'm like whatever.
2: <laughs> well, I mean you're above average though.
1: I mean, but above average is a C plus.
2: I mean, this is most people fall with an 85 to 114. If you're 120, then you're above average. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to another article then. The benefits of being bilingual. Well, we already talked about that. Mm. Cognitive skills. Constantly sharpening your abilities. Uh, they're less prone to dementia. Mm-hmm. You know what I also heard about why bilingualism is actually good for you? What? It's because your brain gets used to constantly filtering two streams of information.
2: Interesting.
1: So whenever you're talking to someone, you're thinking of it in Korean and English. Interesting. Which I read yesterday. But… Does not apply to me. Because I only think in one language.
2: Really? You only think in English? At a time. Oh okay.
1: At a time. So if I'm like doing something that has to do with Korean, I'll be thinking in Korean. Hmm. I don't have like the multitasking ability to switch <sighs> in between. Do you do both?
2: Depends on the situation but yeah.
1: Six in Korean. What? Six in Korean. The number six in Korean.
2: Ew.
1: Eyes in English. Wait what?
2: <laughs> Eyes in English. Eyes. <laughs> It's eyes. <laughs> Being
1: bilingual makes you better at <laughs> non-linguistic tasks. Let's go. I it English. In a small study, bilingual people were about a half second faster than monolinguals. True. I have very fast motor skills. So fast. 3.5 versus 4 seconds. I executing novel instructions so that I'd add one to X… Divide y by two and sum the results. Okay. So we're faster.
2: Yay. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end
1: of the article. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. That was very informational. Okay. There's an interesting article that says, Is bilingualism really an advantage? Debating the bilingual advantage. Let's open it up. Okay. Dibruin says, I'm definitely not saying that there's no bilingual advantage. But the advantage may be different from the way many researchers have described it. As a phenomenon that helps children develop their ability to switch between tasks and more broadly enhances their executive control functions. Oh. So he's saying that it's not how people think that you just automatically become generally smarter. Mm -hmm. It just develops their ability to multitask. Right. I suck at multitasking. What is he talking about?
2: You're a special case.
1: <laughs> Are you good at multitasking? Yeah. Really? So yeah. you can text while talking to someone? Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah.
1: And hold a fluid conversation?
2: Yeah.
1: Must be the IQ. I, Dude, I can't do that to save my life. Really? I, Like, Diane knows. I okay. can't text and talk at the same time. <laughs> I need to do one thing. Even when I'm eating food, I need to focus on one food. So I don't like having a bunch of things out. It stresses me out.
3: <laughs> you never eat back <laughs>
1: What's peckbun? Peckbun
3: just stresses you out. What's peckbun? Like peckpun
1: I don't I don't like that. Really? Cuz my mom, she always likes having a lot of pantan out. Mm-hmm. So it stresses me out when I eat at home because she has a bunch of things out. They're delicious, they're great, but I just hate having to focus on so many things at once.
2: Are you just indecisive? Like
1: No, I just don't have the cognitive resources. <laughs>
2: it is not the to, capacity for to that. spend
1: on all the puntun. <laughs> I want to focus on my pup and cook. Gu- <laughs> You know what I mean?
2: Okay, yeah, I get you. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't think
1: today's a good day for me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright. Many modern language researchers agree with the premise. Not only does speaking multiple languages help us to communicate, but bilingualism may actually confer distinct advantages, ad- advantages to developing the brain. Because a bilingual child switches between language, a theory goes, she, devel- she develops enhanced executive con- Executive control or the ability to effectively manage what are called higher cognitive processes, such as problem solving, memory, and thought. Ah, so that's the actual advantages of being bilingual. And what did they think in the first half of the 20th century was that bilingualism puts a child at disadvantage, and it was something that hurt his or her IQ and verbal development.
2: Hmm. Like if you're learning two languages, being bilingual helps you learn more languages in the future. Does it? Yeah. As long as you learn one language, it can help you like… Un- like that kind of learning process opens up your brain for like further language development to become a polyglot in the future.
1: So then let's move on to like something like French that has nothing to do with Asian languages. Mm-hmm. Would that help us with French as well, you think?
2: Well, because French is very similar to Spanish and those are rooted back in Latin, I believe. Unless I'm wrong. It's kind of easy to learn those together. It's like when you go to school… Where I'm from… Mm. We had to take Spanish… But then you can learn something like French or German… And those languages are kind of like… You know… All together
1: in a little hot pot. Yeah. Oh, So I guess the advice that Alexa has for you… Is that in order to become a polyglot… Mm-hmm. Which I totally knew before today… Sure. In order to become a polyglot… You got to extend… Your brain to like… Every continent… And that'll somehow help you envelop all the languages.
2: I mean you said that not me. But I mean I would just suggest broadening your horizons to the depth that you can. Mm. I guess. And that's going to help you later on with linguistic development in the brain. Yes sir. So, sir. Yes sir.
1: Wait how many languages do you speak again?
2: English. Korean. a Little bit Spanish. Little bit Chinese. And I'm fluent in the internet.
1: I like that last one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last point of today. Oh. Bilingual children are better at recognizing voices. Oh. Wow. That's interesting.
2: That would make sense though.
1: Yeah. Why would it make sense? Well. <laughs> Enlighten us.
2: <laughs> well I feel okay. So if you're being exposed to a lot of languages at a young age… Or bilingual so two languages… But you're constantly hearing different people say different things… You need to start associating things… And recognize things faster. Mm. It's like we are talking about like social cues earlier.
1: Right. Multitasking. So
2: I feel like it would make more sense if children could recognize voices easier when they're bilingual.
1: And you are correct. Yay. Bilingual children have a perceptual advantage when processing information about a talker's voice. This advantage exists in the social aspect of speech perception where the focus is not on processing the linguistic information but instead on processing information about who is talking. Speech simultaneously carries information about what is being said and who is saying it. You were correct. Thank you. Alright, so there was a study done, right? Yes. Um, 41 children participated in the study. A combination of 22 monolingual English speakers and 19 bilingual children. The bilingual children all spoke English and either spoke or were exposed to a second language on a daily basis. Basis. The children were divided by age into two groups, nine years and younger and ten years and older. And they all completed a series of tasks of listening to different voices. And they also listened to part of words in a language that they knew. And also in an unfamiliar language, which was German. The children were then asked whether a pair of words were spoken by the same person or two different people. Hmm. Interesting, kinda like a test, eh? In another test, the children Learn to identify the voice of three speakers represented by cartoon characters on a computer screen. After listening to the cartoon characters say a series of words, the participants heard a word and would then have to decide which cartoon character spoke it. Okay. Where are the results? Here they are. Yes. The task revealed that obviously older children perform better than younger children, confirming previous studies that information about who is talking improves with age. But she also noticed that bilingual children perform better than monolingual children… And recognizing and processing voices speaking in both English and German. Oh, When listening to English, bilingual children were better at discriminating and learning to identify voices. They were also faster at learning voices when hearing German. Hmm. Children were better at discriminating voices. Okay, got it. All in all, bilingual people mm-hmm. rule the world.
2: There we go. Better discernment, I guess, so to say.
3: Is there a language that you guys would want to be like fluent, fluent in outside of English and Korean?
2: Uh, yeah, I'd like to be fluent in uh, Portuguese if possible. Oh Yeah. yeah Portuguese. Let's go, Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Brazil? Yeah. They speak Portuguese in Brazil, Jay. Oh, true.
1: You know, I went to Brazil and like, I, I just didn't know. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was South America and everyone spoke. Spanish. Yeah, that's what I thought. No. I was really uneducated. Stop wagging your, your there's head. There's like…
2: This, but the thing is, there's also a difference between like, Spanish regionally. That's the thing. Mm.
1: True, true, true. Like… Yeah. Like Argentinian Spanish and Mexico Spanish are different. Mm. Which I learned when I was younger. But anyway, I went to Brazil and I was looking around and I went up to them and I knew a little bit of Spanish. So uh-huh. I was like using a string of the words I know to get. I was like, dónde está lojo bus? And then she looked at me like I was crazy. And then I realized that they speak Portuguese. And that is the end of my story. Thanks Last for piece. coming to
3: his TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> is there a language you wish you were fluent at outside of Korean and English? Like if you could be like magically just fluent in it, mm. in, in the snap of fingers, like what would it be?
1: I think I'm happy with… <laughs> I, already, I already have too many problems with English and Korean. Another language in my brain would stop my functions. But if you're fluent in functions. it, though, that's
3: the thing. If you're fluent in it, like, like the way like your first language is second nature to you.
1: So how my brain works… <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's a bit different. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's a bit different. If you had one wish in the world, what would it be? Sorry, there's something really random.
2: random. Um, one wish. There, what would it be? Um, I don't know. I'm a very empathetic person.
1: Ah, so let me specify to learn a skill.
2: To learn a skill. Okay. Um, hmm. I think it would be. Mm, oh my god! Just to be able to mm. learn. Conversational level of every language possible. What does that mean? Like be able to communicate, maybe not like in-depth things like business and news talk and stuff. Like, but just be on the conversational level of like every language possible.
1: Oh, polyglot.
2: Yeah, there you go. Okay, there you go.
1: That that's pretty normal. You know what Diane's wish was? Hmm. Her wish was to learn learn the accents of the world.
2: Yeah, yeah. But that helps with understanding things, though. That helps. So.
1: You are not helping my case here. I'm
2: not trying to help your case.
1: <laughs> that is the article for today, and we have answered the question of what are the benefits of buying, being bilingual. What was the benefit?
2: Combining bilingual.
1: Buying bilingual.
2: It <laughs> uh, just helps with your cognitive abilities. Help with your like perception of things mm-hmm. and your discerni- discernation? discernment, discernment, mm, discernment, discernment <laughs> between things. Yes,
1: helps to fight off uh, mental wear,
2: mm-hmm. like dementia.
1: And then uh, keeps you sharp. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Those are the benefits. Being bilingual. Yes. Yes. You heard it here first. Learn a language today. <laughs> now that we have learned what the benefits and if being a bilingual is a good thing is, we are now going to answer some of your questions. But before that, please rest your weary ears with each guess. Not. been upset all night long and won't stop pouring so much i just will try off i'm sad cause i told you i Said that I wouldn't, but I miss you so
0: too much. Now I'm just like you, cause.
1: are back thank you for sticking through the whole podcast today mm-hmm. uh now that we've answered the meat of today we're gonna go on to some specific questions they may have had for us okay the first question is from
2: sky for six on twitter
1: mm-hmm.
2: yes uh yeah okay they ask have you ever eaten something you're allergic to because you really like the taste yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. But yeah. that doesn't stop me from like pizza and ice cream. Man, I'm like chaos on the inside. But I mean, yeah.
1: How bad does it get?
2: Everything hurts.
1: Okay. <laughs> For those of you who are not lactose intolerant, let me give you a rundown on what happens. There are two different routes that this could go. Your stomach could hurt or your head could hurt. Oh. My head hurts.
2: Oh, my stomach kills me.
1: Okay. So it's two different ways.
2: Your head hurts. Interesting. The more you know. Here we go.
1: Question two. Question two is from At Sunrise. When you dream, do you see it in color or in black and white also? Is it in the first person perspective or the third person perspective? Mm. Hashtag. Here go.
2: Uh, I think I dream in color. I think I do. And it's typically third person perspective for me.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
2: I don't see things from my own point of view a lot. What's your last dream? I don't remember. I don't remember actually.
1: Mm. But
2: yeah. I just know that it's typically like I see myself. It's not so much like…
1: Like in first person? Yeah. That's interesting. I think my dreams actually kind of change. Sometimes black and white. Sometimes color. Sometimes third person. Sometimes first person. Interesting. What's second person's perspective?
2: Is there even a second person? Uh, I don't don't think that's a thing thing either.
1: Alrighty. That wraps up (laughs) the show for today. Those were your questions. Thank you so much for coming on, Alexa.
2: Thanks for having me on.
1: How have you enjoyed being on the podcast today?
2: It was such a great honor to sit here right beside you, friend. Thank you so much for having me. No, for thank you though. But it was fun. Is that it? Yeah, it was fun. Okay, cool. I enjoyed this.
1: Thank you for coming on. Thank you for listening, everybody. Before you go, if you have more questions for us, please send them to me with the hashtag and let us know what should be on our next question or big search. You can send those on the platforms of Instagram and Twitter at The Dive Studios. Also, youtube.com slash Studios. If you have any specific questions for me or Alexa or future guests, please send them to my socials at jae underscore dayay6 and also don't forget to subscribe and review this podcast. Turn on notifications and we will see you next time. Goodbye.
3: But once again... <laughs>
2: Before we go, What's going on? Alexa, where can people find you? Oh, oh yeah, yes. Where can you find me? Hi, yes, hello. I am Alexa. You can find me on Twitter at Alexa underscore ZB. Instagram, Alexa underscore ZB official. And is there anything cool that people should have a look out for? Oh, yes. So, oh, uh, for those of you who don't know, I recently had my comeback with my second single, Do or Die. And the physical album is coming out on uh, April 1st, which is not an April Fool's joke. It's real.
1: Yeah. Yay! Well,
2: yay. Yeah.
1: Fan signs.
2: Fan signs. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, Bye, guys. How did I get here with Jay?
4: <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.